Hello, everybody. My name is Alexandra Duffy. I am the CEO and founder of Hive33. And you guys have just tuned in to the first ever podcast for Hive33 ever in history. Um, Hive33 is an acronym. Hive stands for Habits, Instruction, Vision, and Employment. And what we incorporate in our services is an all-inclusive process of making sure that you develop the right habits, you are getting specific instruction, and you have the right vision or plan for the employment that you're aiming for. Everybody's different. We require different things. There is not a one-way solution to this, guys. And anybody telling you that there is a one-way fucking solution to this is wrong. They are wrong. We are different. We require different needs. We come from different backgrounds and different things work for us that may not work for another person. So when you advocate for some changes in your life, when you are aspiring for a new challenge and you just need a little bit of support and guidance for that, and maybe even tools such as new resumes, cover letters, or some job application instruction, the little bits of details that you need to really succeed, and you come to this consulting agency, what we're going to give you is support and facts and tools that are going to help you succeed in those objectives. Um, what we also will be providing is business consulting. So right now it's primarily career and educational consulting. What we will be providing in the near future is business consulting as well, which is going to be implemented in this podcast. So if you are a small business owner or are thinking about opening up a business, this might be the podcast for you because you are talking to somebody. Oh, I'm sorry. You're actually listening to somebody. You are listening to somebody <laughs> who has started four companies, four companies. Um, this is my fourth company I've worked with. And this is my first company that I own single-handedly. And I will get into the explanation of that later on. Um, in this podcast in particular, what I'm going to be going over is what this company is, who am I, what is my background, where do I come from, what were the events that led up to the spot that I'm in now in my career that have helped me along the way? And how am I going to help you? That's the big question. You're in this for you guys. And I would be thinking the same way. If you're listening to this, you need to be asking yourself, how the fuck is this going to help me? And I'm going to tell you, it's going to help you in a variety of ways. It's going to help you understand what it is retrospectively in your personality or behavior that could be preventing you from achieving more what it is and maybe your office environment or your work dynamic that is preventing you from reaching the next echelon in your career or what it is that's preventing you from leaving or even just what industries are working right now. What industries actually are trending and making money and growing where you can leave a legacy. What is working right now? And I can provide that information for you. Um, what my background is on a surface level who am I? I have two master's degrees. I have a master's degree in entrepreneurship and space systems. I have another master's degree in public administration. And I have a bachelor's degree in aeronautics. And people are probably like, well, how the fuck is that going to help me at all? This scientist bitch, what is she going to tell me? Well, what I'm going to tell you is that you can change your career no matter what background you have there is a possibility for you to enter a new career field. I did it and I can show you how. So I started my career actually as a teenager. And what really started my experience as a teenager was I started volunteering 
I started volunteering through a church, and I'm not here to sell you anything related to religion, guys. I'm just giving you the facts. I started volunteering and doing community service through a church when I was a teenager, and that experience made me understand how much I love serving people. I am a person of service. It's who I am deep down. It's in my blood, and I must serve. I have to serve people. That is what provides me happiness. That's what provides me satisfaction in my soul, and that's what I do. So if you're asking yourself, is this bitch happy doing what she's doing? Hell, yes, because I'm helping people. And I discovered that when I was a young teenager at 13, I started doing mission trips abroad um, and in the United States. Now, why did I start doing community service through a church? And it mainly was because I needed to get out of my house. Um, I lived in a very dysfunctional household growing up as a young child um, from the moment I can remember until leaving that house. I witnessed my mom have a lot of um, mental issues regarding anxiety, um, depression. She had a lot of manic issues because, unfortunately, she endured a lot of domestic violence um, throughout my childhood uh, perpetrated by my father. Um, and the domestic violence was mostly emotional domestic violence. And uh, it was emotional domestic violence because my dad was a... Uh, pathological liar, which people are like, that's so overused. What is a pathological liar even? What that is, is that if somebody says or asks a pathological liar, how many chicken nuggets did you eat today? They can't help but lie about the number. They will, I mean, even if they ate four, they'll tell you five just because they could lie about it. That's what a pathological liar is. So imagine growing up in a household where your mom is not stable and your dad is lying every five seconds. And that also led to the reason why we grew up very, very poor. Um, I come from absolute, I mean, absolutely fucking nothing. I was so poor growing up that we didn't have milk. So a lot of people are like, you mean, you know, the gallons of milk that are like a dollar twenty-five or whatever? We didn't have that. We had boxed powdered milk. Like that box milk that lasts for three or four years, that's what we had. Um, and we actually, I don't remember having normal milk until like later on in my teens. Um, everything was homemade because it was cheaper that way. We survived off of garden because it was cheaper that way. Um, things of that nature. So we even ate crab apples. Like that, that was the level. We, we had a crab apple tree and People are like, can you even eat those? Well, we ate them, and I'm fine, so I guess you can. But we were even <laughs> eating crab apples, for God's sake. Um, so, yes, we were poor. I was poor. Um, I grew up in a very dysfunctional household. I was personally abused as a child um, in a multitude of ways. And that childhood, that dysfunction um, in my household led me to the understanding that I was not happy. I was depressed as a kid. I, as a fourth grader, I knew what it was like to be suicidal. I understood the meaning of suicide and suicidal thoughts when I was in fourth grade. And people are like, I mean, is a fourth grader even capable of that thought? Absolutely they are. Um, and what I decided to do, thank goodness I had some support in this, but to get out of my house, 
I did these mission trips. And these mission trips gave me the most sensational knowledge about what it is inside my soul that is so eager to help people. And I, I would never have found that if I wasn't so, so desperate to get out of that house. Um, and understanding that feeling of needing to leave a situation that does not serve you is imperative to every facet of our lives. One of the other situations was the school that I was at at the time was not serving me. So the high school that I was actually um, going to. And so I, I was a crazy, just depressed, emotionally distraught kid. And um, I had this passion for writing that I knew that I wanted to pursue. And I knew I needed to get out of that town that I was in and even more out of that house that I was in um, in the school that I was going to at the time. And what I did was I decided to apply to a performing arts charter school. Now, I'm from a town called Newcastle, Pennsylvania, and I should have probably opened with that because if anybody knows about Newcastle, Pennsylvania, they understand that that is a town where it is almost impossible to flourish. You almost need to leave. You can't work there. You have to commute outside at least an hour or more. And you basically just live there. Um, and it's, it's not a place for your career right now. It, it's a town that has not adapted to the changes of the industry in the region. And it definitely shows. It shows in the opioid crisis. It shows in the amount of meth that is in that town. The sheer amount. And the sheer amount of crime. So I grew up in a very poor area. I myself was poor. And it was just a desperate situation. And statistically, a lot of people who grow up in that situation, you would um, assume that most of them do not make it out and uh, that there is no hope in your circumstances. And a lot of people, you know, argue with me about how some people are not given the opportunity to succeed. And I am telling you, yes, the fuck they are. Yes, they are. I grew up in a very, very poor town. Very poor. I was poor. I had nothing. I came from nothing. And because I understood my environment and what I was really capable of and what I wanted, I knew it was imperative to make necessary changes and action to leave that situation. And I did that. And I'm successful because of those actions and changes. And and sacrifices really that needed to be made for me to leave and succeed. You have to get out of that bubble. Most of the time, you just got to get out of that bubble and unshelter yourself and come to the conclusion that the delusion that you're living is not healthy, that you can change and you can leave. And there are options for you, especially in the United States. In the United States, there are options. And I'm going to tell you a few. So I applied to that charter school as a teenager. I was I believe 14 years old, I applied for a writing major as a 14-year-old, and I ended up getting accepted. I tried out. I submitted some of my writing prompts, some of my essays, some of my poems, some of my short fiction, nonfiction, yada, yada. I um, supplied the school with that, and I made it. They accepted me, and going to that school saved my life. 
That school is called um, Lincoln Park Performing Arts Charter School. It is in Midland, Pennsylvania. And that school saved my life. If I did not go to that school, I would be in the grips of depression. I might not have ever actually made it out of Newcastle. I might not have ever been instilled the confidence that I have today um, just by taking that action to seek something that's going to make me happier, to seek the challenges, to satisfy that part of my soul that wasn't being satisfied in the environment that I was in previously. So that was a main contributor of me evolving and my success that performing arts charter school so that's where i developed the bread and butter of uh, learning how to write and how to write well in a dynamic that fits multiple disciplines and it helped me actually finish my degrees faster because i was suited in writing the next thing that really saved me was the military um so again I came from nothing, so obviously I didn't have a savings. In fact, somehow in 2008, um, the money, the little money that my dad did have and my mom did have, um, they put in the stock market, and we all know what happened in 2008 in that, well, it crashed, and we lost everything. So instead of having a savings, my parents thought it was uh, smart to put everything in the stock market. They learned that lesson the hard way, as you can imagine. Um, and I had nothing. So like I would have graduated high school with absolutely nothing. And a lot of people do every day. And what they do is they graduate high school, they go to a college, whether it's a full blown university or community college, and they, um, accrue debt immediately as a 17, 18, 19 year old accrued debt. And I knew and saw what debt, what debt did to my family. And I wasn't about to do that. Um, as a you know, 16-year-old, 17-year-old, I had the cognizance of, is debt really worth it? If I have the ability to do certain things and to sacrifice certain things to avoid that kind of level of debt, would I do it? And I thought, absolutely fucking yes, I would. So I uh, saw a Marine Corps recruiter. Because also, at the time, I thought, if I'm going to do the military, I might as well do the hardest branch that exists for women. And they actually, you know, tried to talk me out of it um, a few times. They're like, are you sure? Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you don't want to join the Air Force or, you know, just go to college and get a scholarship? And I said, uh, yeah, I'm sure about this. I am absolutely sure about the Marine Corps. And I joined the Marine Corps. It was a challenge. It was exhilarating. It was crazy. It was the worst of times and the best of times. And I have two master's degrees and a bachelor's degree and zero student loans because of it. It taught me everything I needed to know about the working industry because it is such a microcosm of situations. So many things are happening in the military at one time that it, it truly is one of the best life experiences that you'll have when it comes to learning the dynamics of people themselves and how to work with different characteristics and variables in different environments. Um, and I, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, that's where my aviation career started. So I had eight years of experience in aviation. And that type of a aviation was um, emergency management, airfield management, so regulatory compliance, safety compliance. Um, so I had a very good understanding of 
DOD regulations, FAA regulations, um, Naval aviation regulations, Air Force regulations, yada, yada. And even um, ICAO regulations, NATO stuff as well. So I, uh, I've had a really amazing career in aviation. I learned a lot. And I transitioned after that into space. And people are like, space? What do you mean? I mean, NASA, bitch. I mean, satellites. You know, it's space. Commercial space. Commercial space is a predominantly new industry, but it's something that's so profound in our media right now that it's kind of hard to miss. Um, they're getting just so much attention more now than ever, and I think it's just going to continue. But I became very interested in the regulatory compliance of commercial space operations and launch operations. So I got that master's degrees, that master's degree in uh, space systems. And I ended up landing a job in San Diego, California, working for a small company building satellites. And that was very, very, very good for me. I really liked my time there. Um, but like many people in the United States right now, something just wasn't cutting it. Um, I didn't quite have the full satisfaction I was looking for. And what that was, I had this um, idea of space, this idea of the space industry that I wanted to be in. And unfortunately, that company, as great as they were in San Diego, um, where they were not cutting it for me. So I needed to make actions. I needed to make changes um, to get myself on a path that better suited my need for that challenge and better suited my need for that specific space job environment. And after a few months of applying and networking and just hanging in there and hoping for the best, um, I got a call. And this call, I thought, was a fucking spam call. And it was somebody from NASA. And um, they were recruiting for a NASA position in Huntsville, Alabama. And I swear to you, I thought that bitch was spamming me. She called me. Um, and she asked if I was interested in working for NASA. And I'm like, you guys are getting good. Because, yeah, I am very much interested in that. And uh, after our, you know, I looked up her information, I realized she wasn't spamming me. This is a real recruiter from um, a company contracted to NASA. So I got the job. Um, it was exhilarating. It was really rewarding. And what was cool was that, you know, people were like, really inspired by it you know people would brag oh my god i have this friendship and it is cool but it's just a little i got a little bit much uh when it came to that bragging it's just an, it's a normal organization it's something to be proud of but um at the end of the day even that nasa job was not satisfying me and you would think like how can a nasa job not satisfy this bitch I mean, NASA is a really cool organization, but at the end of the day, it's just a job, right? And this job, as grateful as I was for it, as proud as I was for it, as proud as my friends and family were for having it, it wasn't enough. And the reason why it wasn't enough was because it didn't satisfy the environmental needs that I had. I was actually alone out there. Um, my friends and family were elsewhere in the country. and. I, and actually my husband wasn't even there. My husband was um, 
in Florida at the time, and it just wasn't suited for me. I was not happy if if maybe the circumstances were different, maybe things would have changed. But what it did was instead of wallowing in my sorrow, instead of making excuses and blaming everybody else but me, I took life by the reins. I made the necessary changes and I left that job. Um, I left NASA. I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. And um, maybe a lot of people are wondering, like, who, what, what the fuck is she thinking? And I was thinking happiness. Um, I left it to learn more about starting businesses. I left it to start my own company. And I've learned so much since then. Um, I've been involved in four companies. This is my first um, sole-owned company. This is something that I own by myself. And um, I am so grateful for that. And I would not have this if I didn't leave. Um, I am happy. Actually, I'm living in Florida right now, and it's wonderful. And I hope to never leave Florida. I love Florida. Um, and I really advocate for everyone else here to do the same. If you are not happy in your current circumstances, there is room for change. There is an opportunity to leave, always. There may be sacrifices you have to make. It won't be easy, but it's doable and it's possible. And throughout my lifetime, I can give you a variety of examples how I left situations and why it helped me so much in my growth and happiness. And this is what this podcast is really about. It's, it's about strengthening our community. It's about making sure that you put your career and happiness first. Because this is one life, guys. We are living one life. This is my fucking life. And I'd be damned, damned, if I have to work for a company, an organization, or a corporation that does not make me happy. Because I have the opportunity here in the United States to make the changes necessary to live a different path in a career. You have the opportunity. It's just around the corner. You just need to make those sacrifices. And I'm here to help you. Now, our website is um, www.533.org. Um, what we offer are a variety of career services at the moment. Please visit us um, on our Instagram, Twitter. TikTok or and also subscribe to our YouTube channel because the more subscriptions that we have the more content we can put out. Um this podcast is going to be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Google Podcasts. So stay tuned for more. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was great meeting everybody. I hope you guys will stay tuned for the next episode next week. Um we're going to be going over a variety of things with you in the near future and I cannot wait for all of us to grow together and to make this community an even better place than it already is. It was great, guys. Thank you.